Good morning, everybody. You're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Monday, May 8th, and I'm your host, Vanessa Tiberio, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories from today. First up, King Charles is officially crowned in a coronation ceremony, and what this means for Canadians. Next, Alberta declares a state of emergency due to raging wildfires. And lastly, the World Health Organization downgrades the COVID pandemic, saying it is no longer a global emergency. And then we will hear from Justina with some movie recommendations from the 2023 Hot Docs Festival. So let's get into the morning news. Thousands of people lined the streets of London this weekend to catch a glimpse of the new king and queen. King Charles III was officially crowned at Westminster Abbey. He is the first British monarch crowned in 70 years. The king was enthroned alongside his wife, Queen Camilla, who was officially crowned as queen. The coronation comes after the death of King Charles' mother, Queen Elizabeth II, in September. According to BBC, over 18 million viewers in the United Kingdom tuned into the ceremony. The ceremony comes during a cost-for-living crisis for British residents. According to Time magazine, the three-day jamboree of celebrations is expected to cost British taxpayers a little over $100 million. The service was made shorter following King Charles's request for a smaller and less expensive ceremony. The scaled-back ceremony was shorter in duration and had fewer attendees. Alongside spectators, anti-monarch protesters attended the procession. They booed and held signs of protest as the king and queen rode in a state coach to Buckingham Palace. According to Reuters, over 50 protesters were arrested and detained. Since Canada is a Commonwealth nation, King Charles serves as the country's head of state. While this role is largely ceremonial, public and private events were planned across the country to celebrate the king's coronation. The Ontario government organized a flag-raising ceremony, followed by a royal fair at Queen's Park in Toronto. Canadians will begin to see the effects of the new monarch as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau confirmed that coins and the $20 bill will be updated with King Charles's image in place of Queen Elizabeth's. According to CBC, it isn't necessary to have the monarch's face on the country's money. Instead, it's a long-running tradition that not many Canadians are in support of. According to an Angus Reid poll, over one-third of Canadians actually want to see the new monarch on their money. The Royal Canadian Mint, the crown agency that produces Canadian money, doesn't currently have a timeline for when the new coins and bills will be circulated. According to CBC, they said they would like to get them into circulation as soon as possible. For our next story of this morning, the Alberta government declared a provincial state of emergency on May 6th due to out-of-control wildfires. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith described the wildfire situation as an unprecedented crisis. The fires have forced close to 25,000 residents from their homes. Declaring a state of emergency grants the provincial government more power to work with municipalities, organizations, and businesses to support the evacuated residents. The provincial government will also gain access to emergency funds. 
There are currently over 100 active, out-of-control fires which are spreading due to hot and dry conditions. Firefighters from Ontario and Quebec were sent to help combat the flames. Premier Smith also said she is open to contacting the federal government for additional resources. This crisis comes at a high-stakes time for the province, with a provincial election set for May 29th. Premier Smith said she's keeping NDP opposition leader Rachel Notley up to date with the government's response to the situation. Smith said she doesn't currently think the fires could delay the election, and she is hopeful it will go as planned. Alberta residents are advised to keep a lookout on Alberta's emergency alert website to find active alerts of wildfire threats in their communities. For our final story, over three years after it was announced, the World Health Organization has officially ended the global COVID-19 emergency. The organization cites increased immunity, fewer deaths, and less pressure on hospitals as reasons for ending the emergency. The United Nations Health Agency first declared COVID-19 as an emergency in January 2020. The virus resulted in the deaths of at least 7 million people worldwide and more than 52,000 in Canada. The announcement serves as a symbolic end to the unprecedented lockdowns, economic upheaval, and worldwide uncertainty associated with the virus. The World Health Organization notes that while the emergency phase is over, the pandemic is still not over. The health agency says that thousands of people are still dying from the virus every week. They also pointed out the spike in cases observed in Southeast Asia and the Middle East. After the announcement, Canada's public health agency said in a statement that it will continue to work with provinces and territories to implement a long-term and sustainable approach to managing the virus. According to CTV News, infectious disease experts have mixed reactions to the announcement. Many experts say this announcement was anticipated, but conversations around disease prevention and treatment are still required. Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Theresa Tam, told CTV News the virus is still circulating and mutating, but not like it was at the beginning of the pandemic. She said that hospitalizations, deaths, and ICU admissions caused by COVID-19 are stabilizing in Canada. Dr. Tam also said that Canada needs to strengthen its healthcare system for COVID-19 and any other potential health concerns. Well, that was all for me today. And now I'll leave you with Justina with Hot Docs Festival Movie Recommendations. Take it away, Justina. Good morning, everyone. My name is Justina, and today I have an exciting event to share for all documentary lovers. The 2023 Hot Docs Film Festival coming to Toronto is taking place from April 27th to May 7th. You can watch some of the world's best documentaries and cinemas throughout downtown Toronto as well as online across Canada. Hot Docs is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to supporting the work of Canadian and international documentary filmmakers. Each year, Hot Docs presents over 200 films from around the world to be showcased. One riveting film to check out is 20 Days in Mariupol. Though devastating and emotional, this film bravely gives the best illustration of the war in Ukraine. Associated Press journalist and director Mstislav Chernov arrives on the quiet streets of Mariupol, documenting Russia's actions, entire neighborhoods being destroyed, 
and the gripping footage behind the front lines of war. Chernoff warns viewers that this film is not easy to watch, but it is important to pay tribute to those who lost their lives. 20 Days in Mirapool screened at the festival last weekend. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, it is also streaming online from May 5th to May 9th. Another must-watch film is After Work, which explores the nature of work as human jobs become increasingly replaced by artificial intelligence. There is no doubt that work gives our lives meaning and a greater sense of purpose. What would the future look like if you no longer had to work? This cinematic documentary takes a collection of stories from four continents to understand the origins of work ethic and the role it has in shaping our lives and identities. After Work is streaming online May 5th to May 9th. If you ever wondered what it feels like to spend months on a spaceship, then be sure to also watch The Longest Goodbye. Scientists predict we have the ability to send humans to Mars in the next decade and NASA expects a trip to the Red Planet to take up to three years. This film may sound very familiar to our pandemic lives as it tackles the greatest challenge facing long-mission astronauts and the mental health problems they experience when living in extreme isolation. Directed by Ido Mazzari, The Longest Goodbye shows viewers the conflicting challenge when choosing between the need for connectivity and the desire to explore the unknown. The Longest Goodbye was screened at the Tiff Bell Lightbox over the weekend. It's also streaming online from May 5th to May 9th if you didn't get a chance to watch it in person. You can get more details about this year's Hot Dogs Festival, ticket information, and the many wonderful documentaries being screened at hotdogs.ca. I'm Justina reporting for CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Justina. And that was all from this morning's newscast. For CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Vanessa DeBerio. Thank you for listening.